Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast. I'm Johnny Vanell and I'm joined by Steve Nicholson and Chris Watson. Chaps, how are we uh, enjoying the, the summer break that we all seem to oh, it's great. love and there's cherish? Nothing, there's nothing happening, it's really quiet. <laughs> it's been really uh, quiet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, just sunning ourselves, you know, and... Uh, Working on not, your tan. Not an awful lot to do. No, absolutely. And Steve, is, is your phone on silent now? For those of you that haven't seen, and we obviously recorded a, a post-Frank Lampard video in which Steve Nicholson's phone went off yeah. on loud, which was absolutely shocking. Very, very unprofessional of me. <laughs> and uh, if I'd been at the training ground, I would have been fined for that, because that's what happens. And well, you haven't seen my bill yet. And there is a certain former Derby County striker, very well known, who very often tries to catch me out by phoning me when I'm at press conferences. <laughs> but I always have it on silent, but I failed the other day because I was expecting a very important phone call. Uh, Don't try and make excuses about Frank Lampard. So uh, <laughs> that was my excuse. Right. Well, let's uh, let's get stuck in because there has been well, absolutely loads to talk about. Um, we'll sort of briefly start with the fact that Gary Rowett opted to leave Derby County for Stoke City. Obviously, we, we haven't done a podcast since then. Our last podcast came after the final game of the season. Uh, everything seemed in place at Derby, and, and you know, a bit of stability, but. Gary Rowett opts to join Stoke. Yeah, I thought it was going to have a quiet summer. I thought, you know, for the first Foolish. time, yeah, first time since 2013 that Derby would go into consecutive seasons with the same manager, but that didn't happen, of course. Uh, Gary Rowett uh, asked for permission to speak to Stoke City. They've been interested in, in him since uh, in January, as we know. Mm. Uh, he signed a long-term contract with Derby then and said some things about, you know got a job to do here and, and, and he wants to get to the Premier League with Derby uh, those quotes kind of backfired on him a little bit uh, when he decided to go to Stoke uh, that happens uh, but yeah it, it was a bit of a shock but I think I've said and I think I've written that I just sense a bit of a change in Gary uh, in, in the final few months of the season whether that was pressure of the job or, or, or you know the fact Derby were going through a difficult time or whatever, I don't know. Um, and uh, after the final game against uh, playoff, second leg against Fulham at Craven Cottage, it's one or two answers to questions that I kind of thought was a little bit strange. But uh, listen, that this happens in mm-hmm. football. I've got absolutely nothing against managers moving moving on if he thinks that uh, betters him and betters his chances of reaching the Premier League. Why mm. not? That, that's all part of football. It's nothing new at Derby as such because you know we, we change managers constantly for, for one reason or another. What I will say is sometimes the chairman gets some stick for the amount of managers he's had and it's, it's now six, the appointment of Frank Lampard is, is a sixth one in three years. But it's not always down to the chairman that, that this happens. There are other reasons as well. So, uh, But it, it's football. Listen, they're not the only club that, that have a change of manager 
all the time. Are they? I mean, it's it's rife in football now. Is it good for football? Absolutely not. Is it good for stability? Absolutely not. Has it been good for Derby's stability? Absolutely not. Uh, and that's why it'd be nice if uh, we can settle down again. I think that the kind of days of when we had four and a half years of, with one manager, Nigel Clough, seems a distance away now. And uh, what I hope for is that uh, Frank Lampard can be Derby's manager for some time. Mm. Uh, Chris, was it, did it sort of take you by surprise, the, the news? Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, it all suddenly happened very quickly, and I think it was it was actually appointed only a week after Derby's final game. Um, I think Gary had spoken previously about about slight frustrations at not being able to do exactly what he wanted in the transfer market, and then obviously the the the, um, the noises that were coming from from the chairman were that you know it was going to be a similar situation, um, you know, having to sort of cut his cloth mm-hmm. accordingly this summer. Um, Gary obviously had the opportunity to go to Stoke who had just come down from the Premier League and they're going to have the benefit of those parachute payments so uh, you know it, you would imagine he would have a lot more freedom in the transfer market and he must he must think that he's got a better chance mm. of of, uh, of getting promoted with Stoke than with Derby I think you know Derby fans weren't particularly happy about the decision but as Steve said you know it, it happens all the time now in football much more so than it ever used to and it's just it's just part of the part of the game, and, and obviously Derby found themselves in a familiar position of looking for a, another new manager. They did, and let's move on to that manager then. Mm. Frank Lampard is the new Derby County manager. First role in management. What are the overall thoughts? Well, I think a few a couple of weeks ago we wouldn't have thought of somebody like Frank Lampard. You know, he's kind of standing in the game from his playing days. He had a fantastic playing career. I mean, who'd have thought that he would? Now be Derby County manager, so that was a that was a major surprise. Uh, what happened, of course, is as soon as, as soon as Gary Wright went, it's you know all the usual names come out, and the, and the bookies have a field day. But it's we soon, have a field day. Yes, we have a field day. Everyone has a field day, and, <laughs> and uh, but suddenly, you know, we, Frank Lampard became a pretty clear favourite, mm. and that was interesting. I thought, uh, and I can, you know. Seeing him, in, I just think I just think his appointment. Who knows what's going to happen? We we don't know. I mean, nobody knows whether he will be a success. Nobody knows whether any new manager will be mm. a success. Indeed, or even signings will be a success. But what I will say is that his appointment, I think, has given the, the place a real buzz, a real lift. I felt it needed that. They finished sixth last season, got in the playoffs. I thought that was a good season. I've said that. But it, the final three or four months did feel a bit flat at times, uh, despite the fact they were pushing for the playoffs and I just think his appointment has give I'd say everyone a, a lift it's exciting mm. it, it feels like a fresh start a real fresh start I know we've been here before but it does feel like a fresh a fresh start a new era and uh, it seems to have caught the imagination of the fans and I think if you can do that as a new manager I think that also buys you time and all managers need time and Frank Lampard will need time and deserves time mm. I, I agree with Stephen I think you know what he did as a player, Frank Lampard, not Steve. Um, well, I think can't on what Steve <laughs> yeah. did as a player. Well, that, I mean, that could be another hour long podcast. <laughs> but um, talking about the Sunday yeah, League parks, yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. But no, I, I think what what Frank Lampard achieved as a player has to count for something. Yes, it is his first managerial job. We don't know whether it's going to be a success or not. But I think what he achieved as a player has to count for something. Mm. I think it'll 
instantly earn him the respect of the players because you look in that Derby County team and you know there's some good players in there but none of them have done anywhere near you know anything like what Frank Lampard but you wouldn't did. want you wouldn't want to say in the dressing room show your medals would you yeah. to, to Frank yeah mm-hmm. I mean you yeah. know because it being a suitcase in wouldn't it before yeah so they, Chris is absolutely right that, that there has to be that instant respect there. Mm-hmm. and he and he made the point. Um, at his press conference yesterday that he, you know he'd only only retired from playing last year so he still feels quite connected to the playing side of the dressing room and he's hoping that that can kind of help help as well I mean you know I don't I don't know the guy personally but but a lot of things have been written about him and spoken about him and you know he seems like he he's got a very sort of steely determination to make this move into management and make a success of it as he had, as he did, you know, for mm. for most of his playing career. And look, we we know that any managerial appointment, whatever level you are, there is an element of risk involved. Sure. But is there more so with this simply due to Lampard's sort of background and lack of experience in in management? Well, uh, yes, is the answer. Of course, there is because you know he, he's not been in this position before, and I'm a believer in 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 kind of gaining an apprenticeship if you like and, and, and starting off lower down but having said that if he started off lower down and failed well, where does he go from there he might, so if the opportunity is there to manage Derby County you know, and you're going to take it you're going to take it and, and, and quite rightly so it's a huge opportunity you know himself and Stephen Gerrard are, are fortunate in some ways mm. to, be, to be handed such big clubs with huge fan bases and huge tradition. But then so, the effort that they put in in their playing career yes, listen, probably warrants that. We, there's criticism all the time of, of the managerial merry-go-rounds, isn't there? The same names keep popping up and they keep getting jobs mm. and, and, and some of them get jobs having failed multiple times as well. Oh, I know? wonder who you could be referring <laughs> We're not mentioning any names. <laughs> uh, but... That, that happens, so, so why not something fresh? They, actually, Stephen Gerrard and Frank Lampard now, and Joey Barton, let's not forget as well, uh, have the opportunity now to forge this kind of new era, this new generation of young managers. I'm all for giving young managers and young coaches a, an opportunity. I think that football needs to kind of wake up a little bit to that because I think these guys can shape the direction the game can go. They've got new ideas, they've got a fresh outlook on things. So I think... I think there's an argument for that, but but experience is crucial as well, mm. and he will find that at a certain stages of the season, he'll he'll find situations that he's never been in before, and that's where experience comes in. But if you've got the right people around you, and quite clearly he, his dad is, 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 was obviously a, a player, and uh, he will rely on his experiences. Uh, obviously, his uncle uh, Harry Redknapp, of course, as we all know, so he's, he, he can. Pick up the phone to no, him, I'm Darby sure. As well. Yeah, and also he's worked with so many managers in the past, or mm-hmm. you know, some really top managers. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely sure he could pick up the phone to any of them and, and ask for advice if he wants to. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll surround himself with hopefully with the right people. But yeah, experience is important. But listen, we've tried Steve McLaren twi- twice, former England manager, by the way. Nigel Pearson, I thought was a, was a great appointment. Mm-hmm. Lasted four months, lots of experience. Uh, Paul Clement. We tried no managerial experience, a lot of coaching experience. So at working a very with, high level. at a very high level, working with Ancelotti as assistant. Uh, we tried uh, Gary Rowett, former player with some uh, championship experience, and now we're looking for a new manager. So why not try something different? Mm. Well, it is a different route for Derby, isn't it? And you know, it's, it's yeah. almost like a, a, a new era. If yeah, you like. and I, I think 
and I'm not saying obviously a lot of thought has gone into the um, appointment process, but it, there there was a sort of feeling of like, well, we've tried, mm. we've tried everything else, so why not try this? And and I think actually once the sort of once the speculation grew, you sort of felt well, if it was anyone else now, mm. it would almost be a bit of a disappointment in terms, of, you know, from a fan's point of view, because you know the fans seem to to be pretty you know encouraged by it. And now, obviously, you know, after ten games, that could that that opinion could have changed. But I think it's a, it certainly has given the place a lift. And and actually, maybe that was that was one of the sort of thoughts behind the appointment. Mm-hmm. Just just sort of psychologically, and and you know, give the give the whole give the whole place a lift and and, and get it buzzing again. Absolutely. I mean, you look you look at some of the names initially when when the job was was around. You, you've got Dean Smith was. Sort of heavily tipped at Brentford and Mick McCarthy, but you know, as we say, it's almost like Derby have, have done those types of managers, and then when it quickly emerged that Lampard was the favourite, it, it never sort of looked back. No, um, and again, those names, you know, I mean, Dean Smith's done really well at Brentford, did absolutely, well at Walsall, absolutely. But I must say, Derby County isn't Brentford and isn't Walsall, no. huh? so that in itself would have been a gamble, you know. Uh, as you say, every appointment, Mick McCarthy, terrific manager, I think, I, I like Mick, I, I, I really enjoy his press conferences. Uh, Never a quiet press conference. No, <laughs> it's great, he says what he thinks, I've got yeah. no, no problem with that. And, uh, you know, he's had promotions before, mm. so, you know, he, he could come in, wouldn't phase him coming in here at Derby, uh, so he could have gone down that route. But as we said, you know, why not something different? Mm. And, and actually, I think it needed that, as we said, because it seems to have energised everybody because it's it's intriguing now it's the unknown and there's nothing better than the unknown to have you on your toes mm-hmm. wondering what's going to happen and you two were obviously both at the the press conference unveiling model professional Chris Watson going to the press conference on his uh, on his day off we should it always seems to happen actually I think it was the same when Gary Rowett was appointed as well actually but, uh... Uh, but how did he come across Lampard how did he how did he do how did he fare with I thought, the... I, thought he came, I thought he was brilliant I did. I've seen some impressive press conferences. Nigel Clough was impressive when he joined Derby. Uh, You've seen quite a lot of press conferences. Yeah, I've seen a lot of press conferences. Uh, it, it is my seventeenth manager, Derby. Uh, I've worked with alongside whatever. Uh, maybe it's my fault. He's <laughs> coming out. All the changes yeah. is probably down to me. I'm waiting for Mel to work that one out. Actually, but uh, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he handled it really well. He's very comfortable, quite clearly. He's done a lot of punditry work, and 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 the spot, as he as he said about himself and the likes of Stephen Gerrard, the spotlight's been on them for years. Yeah, sure, you know, yeah. so they they know what it's about. It's a different spotlight. It's a though, different spotlight, it? but I thought he handled it really well. Uh, I had uh, fortunate to have a kind of twenty-five minute long one-on-one with him, uh, first time I've met him, mm. uh, and he was great. Very considered. Uh, articulate, intelligent, uh, you know, and as you mentioned, there's also underneath that because he comes across as a really nice guy. Everyone I spoke to says to me that he's a great guy and all that, and that's how he came across. Mm-hmm. But you could also sense underneath a bit of steely determination under there. Mm-hmm. You know, at times during his career, he's had to battle against uh, people maybe writing him off and things like sure, this. Yeah. Uh, and he and he really made ev- the most of everything he had as a player. And you got to you know give him credit for that, uh, but no, he came across really well. I was impressed. 
I think you, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because as I said, we, we don't know if it's going to work. We never do. But I just get with feeling with this one that, you know what, it, it's going to be exciting. Mm. You know, it's, and, and I say intriguing because it's that unknown. But I thought <coughs> yesterday he made a really impressive start. Mm. Chris, were you impressed? With what you saw, yeah, but I wasn't surprised to be honest because, as we say, he's, you know, he's not. I don't think he's going to be phased by stuff like that mm. because of because of everything he, he's been through when he was when he was a player. Um, you know, he was sat at the top table with with alongside Mel Morris, um, and uh, you know, obviously they were singing from the hate, the same uh, hymn sheet, which is a good start, I suppose. Um, but yeah, he, he he fielded all the questions and, and answered them well, and I say he'd already he'd already previously done, you know. One on ones uh, mm. and, and spoke to mm. the national, yeah. members of the national press as well. So it was, you know, a, <laughs> there would have been a lot of uh, questions flung at him um, throughout the day. But yeah, he took took it all in his stride and and uh, a good start. Mm. A lot spent a lot of time with fans as well. Yeah, you know, before yeah. before the press conference, and I understand also afterwards After, as well. Yeah. Uh, we again, it, that's no surprise. Everything we hear about him. You know, everyone I've spoken to, uh, people in the game who know him or have worked with him, say the same things about him. You know, that he's, that he's a good guy. Mm. Uh, management, though, is a very different ball is, game yeah. altogether, and uh, we have seen people change in management. Sure. Uh, yeah. uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. Mm. And uh, I mean, there is a serious amount of attention now, not only on Frank Lampard but on Derby County because. It's Frank Lampard. It's his first job in management. It's Derby County. It's all sort of you know, all the world's media is watching, kind of thing. Yeah, well, you know, we were laughing yes yesterday in in in, in the when we did the, the national media uh, written press conference. I think Henry Winter said that uh, to Frank, you, you're bound to draw Jose, Jose Mourinho's Man United in the cup or something like that. And we were also thinking about probably Derby. Derby against Stoke as an, as an yeah. early game probably on TV and all these things come about but yeah you're absolutely right the spotlight will be on him the spotlight's on Derby anyway absolutely and, yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and I keep saying this I do believe that from outside this area I don't think people quite get how important it is mm-hmm. the intensity the spotlight I've worked with managers who it's really surprised mm-hmm. it's caught them by surprise and, 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 and at times it's been a little too big for them uh, so that attention doesn't go away that expectation doesn't go away that uh, desire and thirst for news about the club doesn't go away uh, it's very intense but again he's been used to that attention mm. he played 100 and odd times for England yeah, exactly. he played for Chelsea at the highest level winning things or not winning things you play under m- huge names in football management uh, so not, I, don't, I don't think that I don't think that will phase him. Mm. Uh, but one of the things I will say is over the years, dealing with expectation here is one of the, is one of the crucial things. Mm. It is good, though, to see you know former big-name players getting into management, isn't it? Because you know, we mentioned Steven Gerrard, Joey Barton, now Frank Lampard. Sometimes people like that often get criticised for just taking a job in the media after hanging up their boots and sort of taking the easy way out. But... You know, he's taking the challenge head on, isn't he? And he's going for it. Well, he clearly wants to do it. And you know, as soon as he finished playing, I think he, he finished his career out in America. Denise, he's, then he said he started on his on his coaching badges, which he's he's, he's still in the process of doing um, of, of gaining the top qualification, isn't he? I think he's, mm-hmm. he's he's going to be doing that. 
um, so you have to you know you have to you have to do your tr- do, do your training mm. do your uh, do your badges he's been doing a bit of coaching at, at Chelsea with the under 18s as well um, and he's clearly made that decision he's, he's determined to do that and he, he has been doing media work as well which I think he's you know he's enjoyed and he's going up going off to do a bit of the World Cup as well um, yeah. shortly um, but yeah I think one of the in one of the questions at the press conference someone said you know talking about his dad and Harry Redknapp I said do they think that you're mad uh, getting involved and he actually he said that you know his his dad had been you know really behind him making this step and, 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 and Harry Redknapp was as well mm. um, you know as I say Halfway through the season, he might uh, he might be thinking, "What have I let myself in for?" But you know, um, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just looking at the transfer window, then obviously everybody's always interested what players we're going to be signing over the summer. Does Frank Lampard's appointment open different avenues and different doors for Derby County because of the contacts that he may have? It's it's easy to say yes, uh, but experienced managers would have had a lot of contacts as well so I think it can work and it can't I mean Paul Clement when he came you know we thought he's got some contacts Chelsea Real Madrid Paris uh, but but no listen uh, it, it will be yes it will help if you can pick up the phone to somebody hmm. and they'll answer it obviously uh, that that helps and so I would imagine, you know, it helped Steve McLaren, I thought, when he, for his first time here, yeah. you know, he was so able to loans. get some quite yeah. high profile loan signings mm-hmm. in at the time. I think Andre Wisdom, mm-hmm. George Stone, uh, Patrick Bamford from yeah. Chelsea. So rather than getting loans from maybe championship clubs and whatever, they were suddenly getting loans from Premier League mm-hmm. sides. Yeah. So yeah. I think that will be a plus. Uh, so that will help. And of course, we know this summer there's a tightening of belts somewhat. Uh, financially, you know, Mel Morris has said they just can't keep spending year on year on year what they have been doing. They've got to bring costs under control. I'm all for that, by the way. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I, I always believe clubs should live within their means where possible or as close to as possible. So I've got no problem with that. Uh, it puts a greater emphasis on on the manager and the coach working with players and improving players. That's the job of a manager and the coach. So I've got no problem with that at all. I don't. I don't get this great thirst of oh, we suddenly need three more players, four more players, go out and buy them. Mm. Uh, so there will be an element of balancing books, but it happened last summer. You know, Tom Ince was sold, Will Hughes was sold, Cyrus Christie it allowed Gary Rout to bring players in. This summer, I'm sure we'll see outs, players moving out. Uh, there's of course speculation already about Matty Vidra, mm. Vidra's future. So that won't surprise me. And I think that Frank Lampard if has to do that. If he has to do that, absolutely fine. In order to reshape the team that he wants. Uh, he has said that the team isn't broken. So mm. it's not a case of coming here and ripping it all up and starting again. He's, he's, in, he's made a he's stressed out the team is not broken. But, you know, it's just finding that extra percentage here, there, and just tweaking it here and there. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't really take a... A manager or a coach of the highest standard to to see the areas of the team that need strengthening. Mm. So I think that's what we'll see. 
we should say that uh, he was Frank Lampard was asked whether he'd be dusting off his boots uh, <laughs> again, and uh, he said he he said he wouldn't be, uh, despite Mel Mel uh, asking if he might reconsider. But yeah. Um, yeah. he said he might need a, a bit of a uh, a bit of a pre-season, a very good yeah, pre-season, very pre-season. Yeah. Yeah. or exactly. long one. Yeah. But um, um, but obviously there's going to be there's going to be Chelsea links, isn't there? Sure. And, and yeah. actually. Even before he was appointed, we were sort of talking about well, you know, who yeah, yeah. who could he possibly um, maybe take on loan? And um, I think Chelsea had thirty eight players out on loan last season, and you, you know, some good players in there as well. Yeah. Um, now you'd imagine that whether he'd be at the front of the queue for some of those, but those you know those good links that he's got with the club and continues to have, you know, I'm sure Derby will be hoping that they can. Uh, mm. Uh, reap rewards mm. uh, Lampard will obviously have in his own mind the players that he, he wants to keep and doesn't want to keep but and I'm, I may be wrong in saying this but surely if you were a Derby County player you would want to play for Frank Lampard so the, you know it's it's not like there's going to be a queue of players saying I want out of this kind no, of thing no and, and absolutely you, you know if he walks in the dressing room you, you would want to yeah. impress him absolutely. You know, what, can you imagine coming in at half time and, and Frank Lampard puts his arm around and says you know what you're playing Pretty well half, I mean yeah. how good does that feel mm. you know and that's what you get with high profile managers or players you get that kind of presence that aura about them and if someone says that to you it, it means a million dollars you know mm. so yeah players could, and players don't want to leave Derby anyway Let's be honest. This is a big football club outside the Premier League. You know, how many of the players at Derby actually could leave this club and go to the Premier League? Yeah. So actually, you're talking about outside the Premier League. This 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 is as good as it gets. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and we know you know the wage budget, so we know that salaries are healthy here, Con- and and and, and under contract. So why why would they want to leave? But what Derby will have to do, and if all the pointers. Are, are suggesting this is that they're going to have to, you know, move players out and, 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 and in order to move forward themselves or how they see moving forward. So it's going to be one of those summers again, I think, like last summer, probably a bit more so than mm-hmm. last summer because, as Mel Morris says, you can't, you can't just keep spending. You know, Derby's 35 million, near 35 million pound wage bill for a club without parachute money in this division. It's, it's pretty high having said that we're talking about tightening belts and, and cost cutting and all that they'll still have a very healthy budget you know, make no mistake about that they'll still have a very healthy budget in the championship uh, in order to try to compete we've mentioned this uh, briefly already but the appointment it almost seems to have sort of united all of the Derby County fans you know an appointment of a manager with, with no previous experience could potentially be seen as or what are we doing kind of thing but it's almost been unanimous hasn't it in the fact that everybody is is right behind this decision and everybody seems genuinely really excited about it yeah yeah they do you you, you can sense that around the place and uh, it's interesting isn't it that some of the other appointments some of the other candidates you spoke about probably wouldn't have done that wouldn't have generated that no well I mean even, even when those names were being sort of linked, yeah. people saying no, don't no. want that. Uh, but again, we go back to the, the start. Just because Frank Lampard has been a, a really good player, mm. doesn't guarantee anything. He said that himself. To be fair to him, he, he knows the situation. You know, he he said all the right things. Uh, he knows a playing career like his doesn't guarantee 
being a good manager. He knows there'll be problems and obstacles along the way. He knows there'll be the ups and downs. But that happens every season, you know, and it's how you deal with them. And we don't know at the moment how Frank Lampard will deal with them. Uh, I'd say or, or, or what he will have or what, what he seems to have at the moment, he seems to have the backing, as you say, mm-hmm. of, of the supporter base. And uh, towards the end with, with Gary and during the season with Gary Rowett, he never seemed to have that completely. There was always that criticism from sections of the fans about style of play mm-hmm. and all this type of thing. But uh, at the moment, Frank Lampard has got that back in, and as I said earlier, that that I think that I think that buys your time. Yeah, I think you have to be careful, you know, not to get blinded by the yes. name or, or whatever. Yeah, but absolutely. we've seen and we've seen it so many times that you know, brilliant players yeah. have, have have gone on and not managed to carve out successful managerial careers. But I think there's, I think it's part of the fact of the. For the, for the optimism, it's just I think people are just intrigued yeah, to see yeah, yeah. to see what's going to happen Something next. So different. Who's yeah. gonna, who's going to come in? Um, who's you know who's going to be in his? In his I mean, his first signing is going to be thing. fascinating, yeah. isn't it? Everyone's waiting. Yeah. yeah. Who's you know who's, who does Frank Lampard sign first? Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's well, a fascinating. We have, thing, I mean, we we knew that he, he was going to get asked about John Terry yesterday yeah. because John Terry, it was announced he was leaving Aston Villa the day before I think uh, the appointment was made. Uh, obviously, you know the two of them played for however many years at, at Chelsea, and they won titles yeah. um, and all sorts. It's an obvious link to make because mm. John Terry's been playing at a sort of top end Championship club uh, this season, just finished. Um, and I mean, he was you know he was quite coy about answering it in that he didn't give very much away, but he didn't actually he didn't actually rule it out. But, learning management already. But but just the <laughs> but but just the fact the fact that we were talking about. Could John Terry be joining Derby yeah, County? Yeah. It's just an example of the, yeah. the the sort of thing that we're going to be talking about, writing about over yes. over the coming weeks. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And as we said earlier, you two were both at the press conference. How did Mel Morris seem about the appointment? He smiled. He was smiling a lot, Mel. I thought. <laughs> you know, uh, I spoke. I spoke to Mel uh, before the press conference. We had a a, a nice chat. Uh, uh, interesting chat. Uh, it was good to see him. I hadn't, I hadn't really caught up with him, I think, since Mar- the end of March kind of time. Mm-hmm. So it's always so, so it's good to. To be fair, you know, my my the conversations I have with Mel, I enjoy. Mm. I enjoy, you know, and 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 listen to what he's saying about about uh, the club and about the team and things like that. And I, you know, so. It, it was good to catch up with him, and he seemed, you know, he seems genuinely really pleased. I know Matt, I know Chairman always pleased with the appointment they make, and that's of course, everyone. Yeah, yeah. But he does seem, you know, I think like everyone else, he's he's quite excited by this. Mm. You know, I say fans would never have dreamed, I think, of someone of, of Frank Lampard's standing suddenly being their manager, mm. and 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 I feel that I think that excitement is there with Mel as well. I think mm. I think at the same time he's not he's not sugarcoating anything. No. He, he's making it clear that. You know there are going to be financial challenges in terms of um, financial fair play, and obviously Frank Lampard yeah. will be well aware of that. And he was also at pains to not kind of heap yeah. too much pressure on the guy because sure. of, which which is a good a good uh, yeah. way of doing things really because you know it's very easy to say to sort of get caught up in in the moment and say mm-hmm. right we're going to get promoted yeah. but he he just sort of he basically said you know he will he will be given time mm-hmm. promotion isn't a kind of 
make or break. Because it's just it, it's too much to, to too much pressure to put on someone if to say you have to get them promoted. I, I thought, he handled, I thought yeah. he handled the question as well. Yeah. Mel, yeah. I really did. Uh say so he answered the, the question. He didn't hide from the FFP thing yeah. and, 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 and the finances. As Chris says, he, he, he didn't keep pressure on, on Frank Lampard. Uh, he, you know, Mel wants to be promoted as much as anybody does, else. Yeah. I think that's, you know, sometimes fans have to remember that. We all want the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's the fans, the players, manager, Mel Morris, ourselves. Mm-hmm. We all want the same thing. You know, I'd like another crack at the Premier League before I call it a day, you know. So, uh, uh, but but like, Dobby, you've got what, three months to get from yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Putting pressure on now, aren't you? Uh, but no, I, I thought he handled it really well, Mel, those questions, and, and uh, I thought he spoke a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, as we said, Mel Morris wasn't sort of heaping the pressure on, but Frank Lampard himself said that yeah. the aim was promotion. But that's, well, that's Frank's competitive edge, you see. And, and when you've been a player at the very top, like he has, it's that competitive edge mm. that drives you on. So he'll have started every season at Chelsea not thinking about, could we? They start every season thinking about, we we, we, we're going to win the league. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. And, and that's, that's that different level of player. And, and I think he's missed that. He said to me, not necessarily missed playing, but he said to me, what he's missed is that buzz, that mm-hmm. edge. And that's what comes, comes from being a competitor of that level Stephen Gerrard will be the same Stephen Gerrard because he's stayed at Liverpool doing the under-18s for as long as he wanted mm. but what he really wanted was those results that matter those points that matter that Saturday afternoon when you've got 40 odd thousand people screaming that's what Frank and, and Stephen Gerrard and the likes of will, will have missed and that's why they're competitive so if someone says you're in the championship you know top six he'll look and think you know what I want to be. I want to get out of this division. I want to get out. But he'll also. He was also realistic to an extent, and he'll also know that this division's very tough, and and you know a lot of things will have to fall into place for him. Mm. Uh, on those targets, then is firstly is promotion realistic, and secondly, if they don't make the top six, is that classed as failure, despite it being a, a first season in management? It, it, I'm not sitting on the fence here. We have no fences in this office, do we? It's a very difficult question to answer, and the reason is because we don't know. There's been a lot of talk about the balance of the squad for next season, because and Frank Lampard yesterday spoke about it's important that there's a path for the best young players to come through. So there's going to be more of a balance in Frank Lampard's squad than maybe Guy Rowett's of senior players, of younger players. Mm and those players in that middle section. So until we see that balance, until we see the additions that he's going to make, I think it's a really tough question. What I will say, and I say this every time, is that the top six is a promotion mix. Either automatic... Rhyme there. Or, yeah, it's quite good, doesn't it? Uh, Maybe a new job for me there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> rhyming, rhyming slogans. Uh, top six, yeah. Playoffs or automatic. And I, I would always expect this club, the mm. size of this club in this division, to 
beat competing for the top six. I've always said you can't, I don't think in this division you can say we're going for first or we're going for second. I think you just say we won't be in that top six. As soon as we can get there and stay there, we won't be in there because once you are, anything's possible. This season, to be fair, Fulham went up. They were the third best team, probably the second best team, but they were the third best team. And I, I was pleased in some ways, because yeah. I'm not a big fan of the playoffs anyway. Uh, but I would expect Derby to be competing, but we'd need to see a bit more of what Frank Lampard's thinking as far as additions go. Yeah, I, I, in terms of success and failure, obviously promotion is, is going to be the aim, of course. clearly, as it has been for, for, for um, a good few years now. I, I wonder if it will be slightly gauged on almost like the feeling around the club of, of you know, the fans who've watched the games and the performances and, you know, if he does throw some young players in, if they've done yeah. if they've done quite well. If people you know, are enjoying going Because into... I, f- I felt that the season the season that's just gone, it, people some people almost didn't know how to feel about it because it was so up and down. Mm. You know, some people were saying, well, they got in the top six, so that's good. That's a good achievement. And then others were saying, yeah, but they were second and then they had a poor mm. run, so it was bad. And and it was and then of course you know and then of course they couldn't quite make the next step so they went out in the semi-finals and you're left sort of feeling well it was you know it was a tough one mm. to kind of to pigeonhole yeah. and I and I, th- I think if you know if come the end of the season if they don't get promoted perhaps if they don't even get in the top six but there's a feeling of progression yeah. being made and maybe young players coming through and mm. the managers you know settled in and got his feet under the table. They might say, "Well, okay, that's great. Now let's see what we do." That, in that's the, next the point season. that Mel, I think, was trying to make yesterday yeah. at the press conference. He he kind of made the thing when he says "not make or break." What he's what Mel is saying is there can still be a good season if you've seen that progress, and it's it's difficult to sell two and three year plans to supporters. Sure, you know, because sometimes you never get to the end of those plans for yeah, very reasons. very often. Very often. So I understand that, and that's they want success, and they, they want do it want, now. and that's difficult for for owners and chairmen and managers to sell that plan. But but sometimes you know, with a football club, you've got to stop, make a plan, and go through it. You've got to in order to get where you want to get to. Because what Derby have been doing each season, they've been going close, and they've been saying right, two or three more players. And we'll get over the line. Doesn't happen. Or oh, another two or three we can do. Mm-hmm. You can't keep doing that. It's costing. You can't keep doing that. So there's important time to stop and say, let's have a plan, okay? And let's see if we can get through that plan. And and so, somebody involved in football once said to me, and it stuck with me, that in, in theory, football's three year cycles. So in theory, naturally what should happen is Frank Lampard should go in. The first season, he should solid season get building blocks in place okay second season can we challenge and then you challenge you might not get there and then the third season it's like right Mm. we're challenging and if it doesn't work you almost start again because actually when you think of players contracts that's how it works three years years, and then you're changing again or giving them new contracts so in an ideal world I would say I'd really like to see a strategy where it's a you know a plan and as Chris said don't mind if they finish 10th this next season as long as you see progress yeah. and maybe some football that the fans really enjoy watching mm. and, and, and then you could sell it as a, you know, we've had the manager in, it's his first job in management we feel that we've made progress because of X, Y, Z this season 
will be stronger for that. Derby are never getting to the stage where they're actually stronger for the previous season's experience because right. it's always changed. And I wouldn't be against that at all. Okay, so now that everything's sort of said and done and the appointment has been made, how do you two feel about the appointment and, and going into next season? For, I mean, the, the thing with, with, with someone like myself who's, who's been doing this for, for quite a while, um, sometimes you feel it's hard to get, to get excited about another season and things like that. But actually, in a strange way... I think this, as I said earlier, this disappointment seems to have caught the imagination. I think imagination is a, a key word here, and I think it's caught my imagination because I'm fascinated. It takes some going to do that. That does, yeah. I mean, you've not done it yet, have you? You've been here a few months. I, I try on a daily basis. But no, and I think that's important. It has caught my, imag- my imagination because I think it's intriguing to see if these ex-players can make it as managers. I think that will open a new era, a new generation in our game, if they can do that. It's going to be ex- intriguing to see, as we said earlier, what kind of players Frank Lampard will go for, what his team will be like. Mm. You know, he's already met, asked him about his style of play and that type of thing, and he told me about, you know, he wants he wants this kind of fast game where, not, not running around fast, as he said, because he didn't have any great pace himself, he joked. Uh, but this kind of fast thinking, mm. you know, Doing things quickly, being aggressive with and without the ball, and by that I don't mean kicking people. We mean being aggressive with the ball, moving the ball quickly, closing people down quickly, showing hunger, showing desire, all those things. So it's going to be great to see how his team shapes up, who he brings in, and uh, also, of course, it'll also be very interesting to see who his uh, who his backroom staff is when they're when they're finally announced. Mm. Yeah, I mean, not really too much more to add. Just yeah, just very, very interested to see how it pans out. I think you know we've covered it, um, covered most of it already, um, and just say just because of the name and who he is and what he's done, just the interest levels mm. from outside as well. Yeah. You know, you see, sure. I'm sure we'll see a lot of national coverage um, of Derby and 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 one being interested to see how how he gets on in management and also yeah, who he brings in, who he signs. Mm. So even though. You know, it's a little. You know, people are off on the summer holidays and a little while till the start of the season. I think there's going to be a lot to mm. talk about, a lot to write about. You know, over over the coming weeks. I keep I keep saying, I, I hope I hope we're not sat here in twelve months' time talking about another new manager because mm. mm. we've done that far far too often. And and I think with this, we say talked about a strategy and a plan. I feel the appointment of Frank Lampard by Mel Morris is part of a different strategy a different outlook a different way of doing it and a different way of trying to get out of this division whether it works or not we don't know because the bottom line with any manager or any football club or team is winning games you know, that, that won't change no matter who you are but it'd be nice if it, if it was part of a, a new strategy a new outlook which we can buy into and that's fans and everybody else and see where the plan is meant to go and see the progression on the way. That's what I've got to What we haven't mentioned is if he does well, he's <laughs> gonna he's gonna soon start catching the eye of, of absolutely uh, yeah of the bigger clubs. I mean, he's made no secret of the fact that he'd want, he'd, he'd love to manage Chelsea one day. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's gonna do that in the next year or so. But but you know that is he's obviously he's clearly very ambitious and he mm. played at the top level. I'm sure he'd want to manage at the top level as well. Well, I mean, it's good to have ambition though. If, if he gets 
Derby County promoted and he's attracting Premier League fair play. Yeah. It's, 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 it's great for everybody. Well, as we said, he's got Derby County promoted. Given how football is these days, you know, players, managers don't stay anywhere very long, do they? Mm. It's just the way it's, it's Not that we're trying to get rid of him. No, it is. <laughs> even coming through but, the door. But that's how football's changed. Yeah. Um, no, and so, if he does well here and, and moves on after that, fantastic. Mm. Fantastic for Derby County, fantastic for him. Mm. No problem with that. But what's going to be, I say, interesting is, is, is that journey. And uh, I just hope, as I say, we're here in two or three years. It'd be lovely to be talking about a Derby manager, talking about progress, talking about style of play and the way the squads evolve, talking about young players coming through uh, after two or three more years. Mm. You know, I'd love to get to that, that stage again because I think that stability would really help the club. Just finally then, Steve, Chris, you've both seen, uh, as you mentioned earlier, a fair share of managers come through the, the door at Derby County. If you could give Frank Lampard any words of advice, what would they be? <laughs> don't talk to the local press. Yeah, don't talk to the local press. Don't listen to be Steve careful Nicholson. what you say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what was interesting yesterday. Frank Lampard mentioned one of the questions about social media these days and how football's changed. So many people now can have an opinion, quite rightly so. You know, everyone is, is allowed an opinion mm-hmm. but there's so many fluctuating views and, and up and down opinions you know you just got to be a bit careful of, uh, of what you're looking at or reading I think be himself that's what it'd be because he's worked with a lot of managers you know and he's going to he said to me already he's going to take bits from different managers mm-hmm. uh, that he's learned but he wants to be his own man and that's what I'd say to him, be your man, if you stick with what you think is right, whether that's style of play or whatever signings you're going to make, but uh, be your own man. And also, be aware of the expectation, but don't, don't let it kind of get to you too much, because it is a big football club, and there is a, a, a real spotlight mm-hmm. on it. But as I said earlier, that shouldn't phase him, because he's had that all his career. He's, he, you know, he's been under the spotlight all the time. So, yeah, I, I would say to him, be, be his own man. Mm-hmm. Any I'd words just, of I'd just probably give him a bit of advice on how to deal with the one-way system around the <laughs> city centre, because it can be quite tricky, you know, for an, for an outsider. Yeah. Is there any Very advice tricky. for that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you've just got to, really, you know, yeah. go, the, go the right way. Get your, yeah. Yeah. Make sure you've got your sat-nav on, I suppose, yeah. 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 But no, in, in all seriousness, uh, I think... Um, I think Steve's probably some deal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Lovely stuff, chaps. Any uh, any closing words? Anything that we've missed? Anything you wanted to add? No, it's, I say it's been a, a busy time again. Absolutely. Uh, when is it not? No, indeed, the quality of biscuits in the office has improved. Well, you've had just for our listeners to know a white chocolate cookie sat on your pad. Yeah, the whole yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's been there for an hour now, I think. Uh, but the, the quality of the biscuits. Well, I think it was office. out of respect for the listeners that he hasn't actually eaten it during the podcast because yeah. that might have been a bit disrespectful. So, uh, but no, I say it's. I, I just think the important thing about it at the moment, it, the Frank Lampard's in. Let's get behind him. Let's mm. you know it, the fans seem to be behind, behind him straight away. Now Morris is. Is backing him, and 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 you know, let's hope, as I say, that uh, this season can be a successful one. And uh, as I said before, I don't really want to be talking about a change of manager in twelve months' time. I really hope he's he's around for a long time because that will suggest the club's uh, moving in the right direction. 
Great stuff, Steve, Chris. Thanks as ever for your company. Uh, thanks to all the listeners as well. In the meantime, you can follow everything that we do on social media. We're at DCFC underscore live. We're on Facebook.com, which is Facebook.com forward slash Derby Tell DCFC. Uh, you can keep up to date with all the latest Rams news and views online, www.derbyshirelive.co.uk. The app is on both Apple and Android, and our podcast is on both Acast and iTunes. Just search for it's black and white. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.